Hello, and welcome to another edition of IDS Talks. My name is Jonathan Sachs, Chief Revenue Officer at IDS, and I'm joined by Dom Tucker of our London office. He's an Associate Director there, uh, responsible for both uh, the UK and Europe. We're here today to talk about the practice direction that is used in the High Court. Welcome, Dom. Hi, Jonathan, and yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Dom, for some of our listeners who may be first-time listeners and those who are our subscribers, they may not know you. So can you just uh, give me and our listeners a brief introduction about yourself? Yeah, sure. So those of you who don't know me, I'm Dominic Tucker. I'm an associate director here. I've been at IGS a little over a year now, um, but I've been in the industry way back since credit crunch and e-discovery and litigation support is what I do. A uh, fun fact for our listeners, um, by the time you actually listen to this podcast, Dom will have completed a century bike ride off-road, uh, geared up and, and ready for it to take place tomorrow. So maybe on a, on an upcoming podcast, Dom, we'll, we'll find out just, just how you did. Yeah, and maybe when they release this, I'll, I'll listen to it as I'm going along. So <laughs> yeah. <that's good>. yeah. <laughs> There you go. Well, let's let's talk about the practice direction. Um, and I guess the best place to start is the background and and how it came into being. Yeah. So the real story is that the whole sort of disclosure regime in in England and in the High Court has been refreshed. Initially, that was done through a pilot. Everyone knew it, the disclosure pilot scheme, and that was an initiative really to address what were perceived shortcomings in the UK. I think the previous scheme was seen as being a little bit inflexible and expensive. And that's potentially because it had its roots in, you know, the sort of paper disclosure when, when everything was in boxes and folders. Um, and that regime was really being bent around modern technology and data it was causing a bit of frustration. There have been some early reforms, but I think it was generally a feeling that they haven't gone far enough. And there's a, there's a strong chance that they were being slightly overlooked in favor of just doing things one way, knowing as standard disclosure. So from January 2019, pilot came into force. Uh, it was launched in the business and property courts. And the idea was really to help trial and build a more streamlined disclosure process. So rather than just release some updates to the rules, they were going to be worked through and tested before they came finalized. And that ran for several years until 2022, late last year when they were formally adopted into a practice direction. So we're now live with this new disclosure regime. Interesting. And so what is in this new, well, not new practice direction, but this now officially adopted formally former, uh, so dumb. Yeah. Um, what, what's in this formally adopted practice direction? Yeah. Okay. So I think first of all, something to point out is that we move to a regime where cooperation is encouraged and parties are encouraged to collaborate in an early process, engage in an early process, um, to agree on the scope of disclosure. They have to agree what's known as the disclosure review document ahead of the case management conference. That's known as the DRD. Can really, it's a document that gets down on paper the scope of the disclosure, who the custodians are going to be, where the, where's the data coming from, how are you going to interrogate it? What are you going to review and how are you going to produce it? Those sorts of details. So there's a real emphasis on on early planning. 
Another thing it does is it encourages the use of technology. So technology-assisted review and other tools. There's not really anything new in the technology, but really it's a, a shift in thought. Now really you have to justify why you're not using the technology rather than feeling that you really have to go to court and persuade the judge that you should use technology. So a real change in thought process there. Another thing it does is it introduces different models for disclosure. So models A to E, and they are all slightly different in scope and how you might apply them. So there's a bit of flexibility compared to what might have been a sort of one approach, fits all approach to standard disclosure that was there before. You can still adopt that approach if you want to, but the scope to kind of be more sensible in scope is if, if that's what the case needs. Uh, so Dom, the, the CMC is when uh, you're going to discuss and hopefully agree to the DRD. Yeah. For those for, for for listeners who may not be so familiar with the CMC, what else happens at that CMC? I'm just curious. The CMC, the CCMC comes in when um, the parties have completed their pleadings. They more or less know what the case is now. So they get in front of a judge and have a, a case management conference where the directions up to and including trial will be laid down. There'll be a timetable as to you know, when witness statements have to be filed, when disclosure takes place, what experts are they going to be and, and when's trial going to be. So ahead of that meeting, the, the parties really have to agree exactly how they're going to approach disclosure. Got it. Now, and you mentioned the, uh, the use of technology and having to justify not using it. Do yeah. you see cost as being a reason to not use it? I think it would be. Um, I think proportionality comes into strong play here. So obviously we can never take a call on that's really the lawyer's playground. But if the technology is costing, then that's going to certainly feature in the thought process as to whether it can be applied in that case. Um, definitely. Is there, is, can there then be the counter to that, which is the need to spend some money to use technology will ultimately result in a reduction in the data that needs to be reviewed. So your attorney review costs go down despite having to spend some money at the outset for the tech. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just to, to flip that on its side a little bit, I think a real plus point of the scheme and, and, and the practice direction for us is the early engagement that it encourages. We've always liked to get in front of our clients very early in the process. We've always pushed that sort of early consultative approach. Um, you know, to be involved months ahead of the CCMC to really go through a good scoping process, drill into exactly what is falling within scope. And then you can properly plan the use of technology. In those instances, I think you have a better chance with the scoping to identify a sort of cost-effective manner to apply the technology. And you can then justify that to your opponent. You can justify that to the court. And part of that process might involve, for example, I'm not saying you have to process all of your data, but as part of that process, you could you could process a subset of your data. You could choose a key custodian, the chief executive, whoever it is, process their mailbox and start to iterate what your model might look like and how you might apply it, how the technology might work. And then in that way, you can start to approach your DLD from quite an informed perspective 
Um, you might be able to kind of extrapolate the outcome of your initial investigation over what it might look like over the rest of the data. And that can be quite empowering to get to the CCMC and actually know, um, firstly, how expensive the technology is, but also exactly how it's going to be applied and you can understand the sort of cost benefit of it there. I contrast that to um, another approach to the DRD, which we sometimes see, which is that um, there can be a tendency to still work through the document at a later stage, closer to the CCMC, at a stage where there isn't the opportunity to look at data. And in that respect, I think cost can become a real issue without having tested the data, without having actually really understood how the technology can be applied. There's a risk that you then go into the CCMC um, without a proper model for how you're going to apply that technology. And in those instances, we kind of see people starting to hedge their position as to exactly how the technology is going to be used. So I think with proper scoping, you can get around the sort of cost conundrum. Um, but certainly without the testing, and if you leave things a little bit too late, then you know, that cost issue is, is going to hang on your case a little bit more. Now, you talked about using the technology early to get an understanding of, of how perhaps you might be best positioned for the DRD. And then when you have that case management conference, do you have to share with the other side how you're going to use the technology or you just agree to use technology and that's the extent of how much you need to disclose? I think that's a gray area. Uh, I think we see different approaches adopted. Um, when you're adopting TAR, it's not uncommon, particularly in terming, to start to draft a sort of TAR protocol as to how you're going to approach it. Whether that actually, you know, falls within the scope of the proceedings as I agree between the parties is really going to vary. Interesting. So <clears throat> you started talking a bit about some of the, the advantages or the pros of, of this. Um, are there are there more pros to the practice direction and it's now adoption? Yeah, absolutely. I think at a high level, you know, everyone knows that alongside trial, disclosure is the most expensive stage of proceedings. So it's a big cost for our employees. And if you look at it at a sort of industry-wide level, if you look at the sort of, you know, from the context of, you know, the UK legal services industry. This is the most expensive stage of proceedings. Then as an industry, we need to be best in class in process, really, don't we? Otherwise, you know, why would people be going through this process? And I think what the new practice direction does, it's not perfect, but it does, you know, it does do what I think what we've argued for a long time is that, you know, you need that early stage engagement and planning. It builds that in. Um, and for us, that's a, you know, even on a sort of client relationship level, that's a real positive for us. On the other hand, I think there's, there's always going to be this contention with it, with cost being tagged into the process. There's always a drive to drive down the cost of litigation and it's kind of wrapped around it. Sometimes you wonder if you could just let, let the brakes off a little bit, if everyone could just be allowed to crush the technology a little bit more, we could all become, you know, more competent with the technology, more efficient with the technology, and then perhaps you could rail it back in um, 
we wouldn't be constantly held back by cost, um, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. It does. Are there are there other cons that you see to this? I mean, it seems fantastic. Smart way to approach the change in disclosure. Yeah, move from paper to electronic. Uh, and, and you know, you've laid out very nicely uh, the advantages as well as a bit of a of a disadvantage. But you're obviously much closer to this than I am, since you're over in England and I'm here in the U.S. What other what other cons? And let's not even call it cons. I think that's it's it sounds wrong. What are some of the downsides to this? I think overall, to be truly successful, it has to be engaged with, it has to be adopted. One downside I think might be that some parties still might be unwilling to incur costs ahead of everything being ordered. And that's to the detriment of really of sort of full engagement and interrogation of the data for the CCMC. Um, I think what that means is often people can kind of hedge their position through the documents in a way of, you know, waiting until everything is ordered before truly investigating things. Uh, keywords, you know, parties might agree keywords without testing them. And then that becomes just a hype depth exercise until the data is processed and then you might go through several rounds to actually agree what the keywords are going to be. Um, so I think, yeah, the main downside might be that it still allows for a little bit of, of lack of engagement or how can I say it? Um, just the opportunity to, to try and skirt the process a little. Well, let me ask you this, Dom, uh, you talk about keywords. <clears throat> One of yeah. the things that I see a bit over here is um, lawyers who say we're absolutely using technology. Uh, we're using technology-assisted review. And yeah. what they're really just doing is keyword filtering and near-dupe identification, which yeah. is just scratching the surface of the technology of a lot of these tools that are out there. So it, it sounds like what you're saying is one of the, the cons here might be a belief that you're using the technology and, and technically you are, but you're only using a small fraction of the technology yeah. that could be applied. So is, is yeah, that Dom? So, so is a loaded question here. Is that when it's best to talk to someone like you because you can help consult on that and provide some guidance and at least provide understanding to these to these attorneys who are having to now specifically address the use of technology? Yeah, I think that's a very good point that you raise about the belief that you're using their technology but really only just scratching the surface. And that ties in again with, with the early engagement. We can be brought on to consult, um, just to work through the documents and the process with our clients, understand exactly how and, and what technology is there beyond, as you mentioned, sort of near deep analysis and certification. We want to really push boundaries and get into the sort of deep side of tar and how it can be applied. And then going into the CCMC, sort of fully briefed in respect of these technologies, I think it's very empowering, um, mainly because you, on the one hand, you can have a strategic advantage over your opponent who might not be doing that. 
on the other hand, if they are doing that, then similarly, you know, you need to be empowered in the same way to understand how they're applying their technology. And also, if you go into the CCMC without truly understanding which technologies can be applied, it's very difficult afterwards to play catch up, I think, particularly if you've hedged your position. You might have a, a wish to use the, the technology, but by the time that you know the deadlines are ordered and everything's moving forwards, the boat might almost have departed, you know, by the time you start to really think about it. So, Tom, would you then say that having an understanding for, for you, right? Yeah. For you for you and what you do in terms of of clients you work with. Yeah. For you having an understanding of what the claims are or what the defenses are at the outset to help inform how the technology is used. Yeah. Important? Absolutely. I think what's most important is the will to meet in the middle, so to speak. Um, it's easy if you're dropped into a process such as this without perhaps having experienced it before or experienced it in a different way before to feel intimidated by the technology. And a response to that intimidation might be, you know, let's take a light process on it and, and keep things safe. But I think what we like to see is, you know, a sort of meeting in the middle. We'll get to know the case. And in doing so, we can start to advise and consult with you on the technology. And we can start to bridge that gap in, in the technological knowledge ahead of time so that people can be more comfortable when they do get into the CCMC. Interesting. Well, I want to thank you, Dom, for joining us today, uh, as well as our regular subscribers and though that may those that may be first-time listeners. If you'd like to learn more about IDS or want to subscribe to our IDS Talks podcast, you can visit idsinc.com or wherever you normally get your podcasts from. Thank you again for joining us, and I look forward to talking more about data with you on our next edition of IDS Talks. 